Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die. We have our Winnegar back. Carlos, you're coming yeah. to us direct from <laughs> Steampunk, I guess? Just the yeah. place? <laughs> I, I just looked up Steampunk and had to scroll a long time because there was a lot of gears. I don't know what everyone's doing. <laughs> Where are all those gears coming from? Who's gear business? The gear business must be booming, right? Like in Steampunk. Yeah. Right? It just yeah. it doesn't make any sense because those those gears should be used for turning things, not just yeah. randomly being stapled to people's outfits. I well, kind of feel the same way things. about yeah. the corsets, where the corsets are like on the outside, and I was like, "Where are the rest of your clothing?" Mm. But yeah, it's whatever. You know, it's a look, uh, an L E W K. The top hats and the goggles. I'm like, mm, goggles aren't going to do you any good. They're not in front of your eyeballs. <laughs> That's true. They wear them. Everything's an accessory in steampunk yeah. land. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 I thought. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to say colonialism, but I filled it in <laughs> in my head. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. If, I'm going to eat I, my oatmeal. If there, is, if there is anything that I can think of that is extremely punk, it's Queen Victoria. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, she was the OG. <laughs> God save the queen, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's a confused aesthetic, but that's all right. That's fine. That's okay. Good steampunk background but uh how how have you been my friend uh how's your is everybody caught up on the circle can we have one last conversation about it and then just wait oh. until more circle episodes yes. come out yes oh i actually had <laughs> i think i had someone i had someone dm me on on twitter to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> I I it's so sad. Friend? I've never had more people reach out to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. like in my life. <laughs> I had yeah, text uh, from someone I hadn't spoken to in a year. <laughs> and they text me out of the blue and I was like, did a mutual friend die? And then they were like, the circle, right? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I got a DM from uh Oliver, uh, and Oliver's like, hey Carlos. I need you to chat about the circle next time on Jace. I'm loving it. <laughs> that was it. It wasn't, I like the show. It wasn't like, I like how you play. It was just like, I want to hear more about the circle. And yes, I was just like, hell do. yeah, I'm going to do it. Like, <laughs> I, I have been, I have been so, I've been so programmed by commercial advertising that when you said I'm loving it, you could, the sound I oh, heard in my head. I'm like yeah, I just, oh I, immediately after you said that, my brain was just like, <sighs> I can use a McNugget right about now. It's so, oh, I hate it. Oh. Yep. Well, that's not the circle. So the circle is. Please. <laughs> did everyone, it's... wait, Adam, did you watch the circle? No. Did you watch it? I tried, I, last week I was like, listen, we're hey. all going to talk about it because Carlos will be back next week. You all should yeah. at least watch the first episode. And they were like, die yeah. <laughs> so out of out of spite i just went and watched the original solaris eight times in a row just out of spite to i what? guess uh, so. I no i didn't do that that would have taken yeah. way longer no, than you should have watched the uk circle and just had a different experience than all of them. <laughs> you know i love ricky like Gervais. it's so funny when he pretends to work in that office and he has that friend that he's like kind of mean to man i love the circle <laughs> <laughs> it's no? it's sad because my husband was on a business trip this past week. I had ample time while I'm I was cleaning so the house mad. and writing to watch the circle, and I just didn't. I just yeah, you will like. I know what it sounds like, guys. I swear to God, if you say it, it will change my life. I will. I I will quit. I know. 
I know you don't want to watch it the same way I didn't want to watch it. And I'm not going to give it a good review. Like, I'm not going to say this is must-see TV, okay? I'm not going to throw that around. Like, but we must Thursday see night. it. Okay, so <laughs> that's, I, need to, I need to counter here for every time Every time Carlos uses a phrase that was made popular by a commercial. Like I'm doing that just for you, though. <laughs> I'm doing that just for okay. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying that... There is very little zeitgeist left in the world. <laughs> and the circle might be the last chance you get uh, to interact with, with people that you might not interact with about one subject. Uh, because we're not going to get that anymore, guys. We're past that. There's yeah. too many niches. Yeah. <clears throat> the circle. <laughs> Can I tell you okay. my unpopular opinion about the circle? Yeah, let's yes. hear it. My what? favorite player is Seaburn. Oh my god, he played really? so well. He was <laughs> That's so insane. No, 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 no. Okay, I love I, I love Joey. I love Sammy. All right. I Shubham is very sweet. Yes, I hit the I hit the three. But Seaburn, the entire game ran this catfish and did not get caught out. He had Shubham fooled. Mr. Like ne like truly played the game the best. So he spent the entire show learning how to be a woman. Oh yeah, yeah I was about to say and he, he didn't and failed all the way through. <laughs> he was very bad at it too. He was very bad at being yeah, a woman. Super bad at it. <laughs> so I remember, bad. like him, him sending the message because like other people were talking about their sexual identity, and he was sitting looking in front of the screen and was like, "I am." By curious scent. <laughs> like the moment of him. <laughs> I like when he was perfect. Absolutely. I like when he was talking so about well. periods. When he was talking about periods, <laughs> I didn't even know what to I've say. I've forgotten it because I can't handle <laughs> it. And he was just like, "Drink something warm or something." <laughs> My entire left side, just all my of entire it. left side. Yeah, my entire left side hurts, and they're like, "I never heard about that." Like, so that's, that's actually that's actually a pretty funny bit. I didn't really understand the the like appeal of the catfishing thing, but I do I do think it's pretty funny. The idea of like, okay, now you have to convincingly pretend to be this person who you have not had any of those experiences. Yeah, that's the, first, it's also, that's the first time I've been like, hmm, okay, that might be funny. The it's, thing that I the thing that I thought and I think all the contestants thought was that like you would have to be like it would have to be like hypersexualized, you would have to flirt a lot, you would have to do that. And yeah. it kind of didn't work that way. It was just like, are you a good person? Like, can they tell if you're an actual good person and not annoying? I guess. I think being <laughs> annoying hurts you too. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the really interesting yeah. thing about it is like we'll never get this again because the first season like people were like honest and genuine, but next season it's just gonna be people who can get on Survivor, which are who yeah. I'm excited to watch play this game because everyone was so <laughs> nice the first season yeah. and I was like, why isn't everyone being mean? <laughs> I, I missed it. I I liked it. I liked it that everyone was nice. And you know what the other thing is like. I wish they tell you, and this is something I had to think about at the end, was just like, there had to be hundreds of messages that we didn't see yeah. that was just about like their life and stuff like that. Because all the messages that we see as an audience are very surface, right? They're like yeah. super surface, like, oh, I support you and blah, blah, blah. But they must have been telling life stories because they were there for six weeks. Yeah, like, that's a long time. Such a long time. Solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always kind of like that about, and I think this is the what the thing that I always think of when I think of reality TV shows is that the people who really get to make things happen on those shows are the people who edit them. Like whoever yeah. is in charge of editing them, like 
you're taking you're essentially remixing and creating a new more interesting version of what already yep. happened yep. and like it would be especially when you put it like side by side with another reaction like yeah. you can you tell the entire i that's exactly what i told serena i was just like the editors on this were so spot on yeah they They're had so me bad. like like they they manipulated me so well every episode where i really thought like there was tension and I was happy that the outcome was what I wanted that episode. Like <laughs> yeah. they got me there, right? Like they, it was totally planned. There's an interview. There's an audio interview. I think it's from an episode of This American Life with a producer of a reality TV show. And she talks about how for her, and I can't remember, I don't know if they ever say what show she's on, but she talks about how the hardest thing for her was how she had to talk to people who were obviously like emotionally, they were upset, they were going through something. And she had to be like, okay, can you, can you say that again? But s- s- tell me the the thing like so people would, it, yeah. people yeah people would be upset about stuff but she was like okay I need you to to give me all of that that was all really good but you need to frame it first you need to start with like I'm so angry at Susan because and then and they were like oh I didn't I wasn't doing a bit I'm just upset and I wanted to talk to you and she was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. but we need you to yeah, we need you to do it again <gasps> do it again with more intensity if you ever want to watch like a super shitty show <clears throat> about that concept. Uh, just like good trash, good trash TV. Um, Lifetime put out a show called oh, no. Unreal, and it <laughs> followed. It's just good. It's good bad sauce. But um, it did it make follows, this show. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, it follows this girl who works on a fake version of The Bachelorette as a producer, yeah. and it's all about like can she she wears a shirt on the pilot episode is so that says this is what a feminist looks like, and it's like that's the thesis the statement of the show is like how to reconcile the terrible oh. things she's doing to women while also <laughs> interesting to be a feminist huh it's a good, it's good it's good slop <laughs> on lifetime so yeah <laughs> you have to sort of- i was gonna say like yeah the you really have to you really have to hold up the concept versus the like what what's what studio made this where do we have to watch this thing because yes yeah that's a big so have they announced a season two? Is season two happening? Is it gonna? Is there gonna be another The Circle, or is this just the brief shining moment? There's gotta be. I don't know, but there's it's, gotta. It's be. a cash cow right now. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing is that I think this is the first show that we've seen that was able to do a limited release really well, mm. like in a non-scripted format. Yeah. Not on a street. Not on a like TV platform. Um. So I'm hoping to see it again, but also Netflix is fucking terrible about canceling things. Yeah. They, there was a whole story that it like that they released that says that they earn the most money if they only put out like two seasons of a show and then never touch it again. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it, it happens with everything, right? Like the longer you do it, the less profitable it becomes because the less people tune in because they're like, I don't want to watch seven seasons of this just so I can catch up with the live thing. So the live thing falls apart. It happens on, on Twitch and YouTube too, right? Where the you, yeah. it's better to continually start new stuff because people are really excited and really engaged and then they fall off and then you, you make a new thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Cause you don't, you know, th- there's reason to continue. Hmm. Yeah. I'm well, it's, it's fine. Like... Humans, humans don't make these decisions anymore, right? Robots do. So oh, we don't yeah. have to worry about it. Exactly. I heard that robots <laughs> did... were making all the movies now. Um, so we don't have to worry about doing that. That's good. That's nice. I'm sort of surprised that that's where we ended up. Like when I was a kid, it was always like robots are going to come along and take over all the menial jobs. And pretty soon robot janitors and robot truck drivers. 
that'll they'll be everywhere and and no one will have to do those jobs but it's like actually we're gonna just destroy art and make robots do it so <laughs> we'll just we'll start there and just kill all that <laughs> first we must tell you how to feel everything else comes second <laughs> yeah exactly so I don't. Circle's good. Please watch it. Yeah, <laughs> do it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when season two comes out is announced, that's when we'll announce our circle-based podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Those shows get so popular for mm. no reason at all. And <laughs> guys, it's going to take place uh, Wednesdays uh, from eleven a.m. to two p.m. Central Time. Um, <laughs> just so you're aware of when that'll be happening. You can actually Three find our Circle podcast. D&D. Yeah, it's, uh, called, it's called the Oval. <laughs> You guys are gonna want. You guys are gonna want to listen in. Yeah. Tune in on that one. Now, now that we did think that that was a West Wing podcast, so we did have to kind of. <laughs> a little we bit. have to make some moves. We, yeah, they they stopped it. We just bought the rides. We're doing a kind of a rebrand thing with it. Yeah, I don't see anything for a season two, but I do see that they are producing versions for France and Brazil. So, oh yeah, ah, so that's that's the other that's the other way to do it too. Like, and again, that's the office method where you come up with a successful show and then you find actors and plots and writers and then and then apply it to your own audience. Yeah, I'm well, really surprised. Started. I'm really surprised there hasn't been an American uh, season of Terrace House like with Americans in it. I'm really surprised yeah, that hasn't uh, happened. Love yet. Island got probably because we're terrible. Over. That's and what that I was, was thinking. Like, yeah, that might which be it. it wasn't that yeah. great. Um, has Terrace House? But, oh no, ask your Terrace House question because oh, has it, it been recorded <laughs> anywhere else, or is it just they? Still in- they filmed a season of it in Hawaii, but it was still all Japanese people from mm-hmm. either living in Hawaii or had come over from Japan. But otherwise, it's all in like various places. Adam, what comedians would you want in the panel of an English-speaking terrace house? It's hard because I think that the the Japanese panelists, their meanest comedian is the bottom level for American comedy, right? Like, yes, like that's it, the problem. It's, that's the thing is that everybody, everybody that we pick would be like they would lean into being mean or whatever because that's more the style. Whereas that the one mean guy, yeah, you'd have to find the nicest, like most wholesome comedians. And then one person who's like a little bit, who's like willing to be like, eh, I thought his shirt was kind of ugly. Or like, I'd like them to have an <laughs> argument. <him>. That's about <laughs> it. I'd like them to have no argument. No, but that's literally, that's the most drama that the commentators ever have is that occasionally one of the commentators will get grumpy and be like, this is boring. Someone needs to yell at somebody. And then someone will remind someone them like, that never happens. And he's like, yeah, but I still want it. <laughs> Someone in chat says John Mulaney, to which I say a, a lukewarm maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, it's, no. it's it's one of those things that in the in the face of uh, monolithic hyper globalism, it's cool to see something that's like, yeah, this just wouldn't work elsewhere because it's built out of the culture that made it, right? Like, it just I don't yeah. think you could apply mm-hmm. it any other place. Uh, and I think that's I think that's really cool to see. And that's that's why it would be interesting to see how these other versions of the circle are different because it is kind of like the internet is the culture is, from which it came. There is an article about mm-hmm. it. Um, I obviously don't have it on me right now. I didn't come prepared. Um, but <laughs> I read for this it. episode of our The Circle <laughs> podcast, where only three of us have seen it. Yeah, I'm one hundred percent prepared. Um, so, but there, there was an article where someone who was, who works for the circle talked about like the cultural differences between like the play styles. Um, and they said that the U S was nice to which I was like, wow, okay. (laughs) 
Mm. It was a surprise. We were mm. nice players. I mean, delightful. We were, hopefully, never again. I want <laughs> uh, a cutthroat version of the circle so bad. No, for, it's so sweet. No, for, it's got to be sweet. I don't want to. I don't want a cutthroat. I want a. You I just, want a sweeter. You know one. what? Just split. Just split it off. Make a second show. You can have the circle, and you can have the circle of blood, and then you're good. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, it's perfect. Circle of blood. Now that uh, that is a show that I would watch yeah, if it was I'd a reality it. show about a bunch of Satanists trying to get Satan's approval. That I would watch. <laughs> I would be into that and be like trying to be the high, the high dark priest. I mean, and then it. Satan votes them out. Yes, yeah, and it's just like a house. dude in and a goat costume. Yeah, and they have to sacrifice the losers that are voted out. Yeah, it's all metaphorical, it. and Satan presses a button, and they fall into a hole, and there's like fire and scary noises. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, we'll that's what I meant. For anybody who is interested, this week's pre-game phone game. <laughs> is Shadowland, an adorable endless tapper where you and your magical friends have to bring color back to a black and white world that's had all the color sucked out by evil spirits. Does that sound fun, Azula? Would you want to play that game next? It's delightful. (laughs) I didn't realize the circle. I didn't realize that they made a mobile game out of Pleasantville. That's pretty cool. It's delightful. It's actually honestly the the creature design is really cute. There you go. So this is this is the new pre-show. This is what happens. So we talk about a TV show. <laughs> Not all of us have seen it. And then we get a little mini review from TK about whatever mobile game. This is a uh, great they're playing. 30 minutes. I love it. I'm into it. Yeah. We should we but we should get organized. We should all just agree on a show and watch that show. No, no, no. And two of us come... still don't. It's gotta, it's gotta rotate. Yeah. Gotta have we'll, we'll rotate a schedule in yeah. Slack. Yeah. What's the next we should, show then? We should figure out a next show. I don't know. Um, what? I really want to watch Ghost Bride, just not with you guys. So not that <laughs> one. Wow. Thanks. Sound <laughs> like my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Community of blogging. I want to watch Ghost Bride, just not with you. That's okay because TK, your bit is to spend the whole thing playing a phone game and then give us a review at the end. Like so, while they were talking, well, what have you been up to? I think my job is to not watch the show and then be the host that doesn't know anything about the thing and try to give out like oh. really generic interview questions. Like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. tell tell me about a moment in the show that was really fun. Tell me about a fun moment from last. Yeah, you're just trying to hold <laughs> us together until really we get to the dungeons so and the dragons. Look at my watch every during- three seconds. Like, are we? Can we get out of here? Are we done with you're this? You're doing game? all of your DM prep during that thirty minutes. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah. Tell me about. Tell me about the circle. Yeah. Yeah, That is. That is. Uh. That's hard mode GMing where it's like you can't do your prep until twenty minutes before the episode, and then while you do it, all of your friends are going to talk loudly about a TV show you haven't watched. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you had another baby. Yeah. Let me see a picture. (laughs) 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 Uh Yeah. Cool. Yep. I realized that joke is going to fall very flat for the podcast, and no, but this, I'm this, okay this with affords, it. This affords us the great opportunity, podcast listeners. Let me describe the joke to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this what happened was <laughs> we open on TK. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's so. I if I here's the thing. Somebody asked me this the other day. They were like, you know, what if if streaming weren't a thing? If you couldn't do this as your job, what would you do? And I was like, you ever watched a Netflix show uh, where you turn on descriptive audio? That would be my job. I would be descriptive yeah. audio guy. I am into it. It's the exact same skill set, 
You're just describing something you're seeing so that someone else can imagine it in their brain. It's the yeah. best. And I, I've said this a bunch of times before, but it's if you're trying to learn how to be a better GM, watch a couple of episodes of Daredevil with the descriptive audio on and you will learn so much so fast. Oh. Because That's all, a good tip. yeah, because all they're doing is describing what's happening in a way that is uh, succinct, that it doesn't get in the way. They have a limited amount of time to describe it, and they have to do it evocatively so that you can imagine what you're what you would be seeing otherwise. It's really cool. Yeah. So that's really? that's my new job is just while that's happening, I'll describe the jokes for the podcast audience. I just want to describe things that aren't happening on this on this show. So while Colorist is saying this, he's picking, yeah. he's picking up a corkscrew yeah. and yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what am I doing with this corkscrew? <laughs> wacky. Extremely wacky. Yeah, that's what we're known for. Sorry, Katie, wacky. what were you going to say? Oh, oh, I want you to know that I was doing like, oh, I should do that now. And then I like was, I don't know, like, oh, we're... <laughs> We're doing something. <laughs> we're doing we're, something. We're in the middle of something cool, guys. Right I'm going to be. Yeah. yeah. Like... Exactly. About a, yeah, about an hour later, Katie Mae's like, huh, that was a good idea, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that daredevil when, sure is strong. Yeah. When her connection starts going like real choppy, it's not because yeah. her internet <laughs> is suffering. It's because she's watching Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. All right. We've, we've uh, had we're our still circle. on 29. We've so... had our circle time. I don't, okay, know, 30, when we, there we are. I don't know when we decided that we were going to dedicate we're, a we're 30. 30 minute <laughs> chunk of our playtime to the circle. But you know what? This is Phone's off. Let's go. <laughs> I warned you last week. I, I know. We're all we're prepared. I like how saying you warned me means that you can get away with doing whatever you want. Like, <laughs> listen, France, we warned Belgium warned and you. they didn't get out of the way. So really, this is Belgium's fault. Sorry, Belgium. Um, it's like when you're a kid and you punch your sibling. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's that totally relatable feeling. A hundred percent. Katie, didn't you punch Everybody any kids? Jeez. <laughs> Didn't you ever punch a kid? No. Well, speaking yeah, of, I can't imagine Katie being a bully. We've got a I'm really, sad. we've got a really good segue here, and I, I definitely need to jump on it. <laughs> speaking of violence against children, let's find out what Winninger's been up to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Zing. <laughs> I'm ready. I got my note-taking fingers ready. It's the most, <laughs> it's the most confusing of the Jace Beller Must Die memes, I think, because. We keep joking about it, but there's no real substance to it. And if somebody was just tuning in, they would be like, Winninger seems like such a nice character. Why do they keep talking about him killing children? We're yeah, like, don't know. We come to yeah. Winninger standing outside of a preschool. <laughs> Slowly licking a lollipop. Could you? No, don't make it weird. Fade in. Exterior. <laughs> Ravnican orphanage. It's on fire. Enter Winninger. The, throws the nice empty lollipop. Soon he'll pick one child <laughs> nice. to be his Robin. He'll pick one child to be like, you're the good one. Oh, and we then can't, that child will join our cast. We can't get into like that segue because it's like, you think of uh, the Robin comics where it's actually like a group of street urchins where Batman has recruited all of them is like, you might die and I'm okay with that. <laughs> that was a good run of comics. It was really good. I mean, it makes sense given that Batman is a rich person and they are poor children, so... It fits. Batman doesn't care about poor people. If he did, he put money into rehabilitation. He's literally a billionaire. He could just fix Gotham by himself. He doesn't. He has a punching fetish. That's how it goes. Um, 
So let's let's actually anyway. find out what uh, everybody's favorite steampunk disguise wearing sorcerer uh, is up to. So the last time that everyone was together was briefly after uh, our uh, our visit to the uh, the house Demir uh, safe house to the dead zone, where uh, Torgor and Winnegar were recruited. Road was given a new life, and uh, meanwhile, Tech was actually doing the mission and spying on Jace Bellerin. Uh, since then, Torgor and Tack and Rode have been up to a great deal, but we don't know what happened to Winnegar. Uh, Winnegar, you know about, because of House Demir and because of uh, Tack, I think, sharing some of this, Project Lightning Bug is the big deal that is going on inside your guild, your former guild, I guess. Um, it was a project that uh, you know that Niv-Mazet uh, himself and Ral Zarek were both working on, but that got shelved before it really reached any kind of uh, any kind of like testing phase. It was it was taken off the budget, but apparently it's still going, and uh, and being uh, being being worked on, and it is of considerable interest. Uh, this secret, apparently not closed, project, and so mostly that's what I think they um, both the house and the conspiracy want Winnegar to to look into. Um, so when we when we bring in on this episode, right, when we fade in on, on Winnegar, it would be clear that it's, you know, it's set prior. It's at the back of the beginning. We rewind to the beginning of the episode. We've got a kind of a meanwhile subtitle. Where where do we see Winnegar and what is Winnegar up to? Okay. So I know this is a defunct project, right? Like I know this is it was supposed to be. Uh, and now it's probably working um uh it got restarted, but it's probably not restarted under the same name or with the same people or I don't know, under the same pretense. Yeah. Uh, so it was probably like moved out of storage somewhere or just moved somewhere. Uh, yeah. The, so the, what you would know about it would be that uh, it was, it was started. Uh, it was deemed either not, not capable of like working, whatever its original goal was, it was, it was shelved. And, and actually, you know, you, you could probably make a, let's have you make a roll. Uh, to see what you know about Project Lightning Bug. This would be a religion role because it's Ooh, okay. it's guild information. We'll see. All right. I just straight up middle of the road, as middle of the road as can be. <laughs> An unmodified D20 and you get two tens. So, yeah. So you don't know about Lightning Bug specifically, but what will often happen is Somebody will come to the board with a project and say, I need budget for this. Here's what I'm trying to accomplish. They'll approve or disprove it. They give money. They start working on it. And then they'll come another. There'll be reviews along the way. Right. Uh, and so at some point, Project Lightning Bug was supposed to be Ral Zarek's like energy project. Uh, it was supposed to be like a um, uh, civil, like a civil engineering project that was generating power. Uh, and after I think the first or second uh, review, the board closed it down. They were like, "Ral, you're not getting any results. You know, you haven't invented a, a new generator. You're not drawing mana energy from the air like you promised. Sorry, you're not Nikola Tesla. Get back to the drawing board. Project's canceled. So Lightning Bug got shelved. So it would have been all of the stuff that got worked on, built up for uh, Lightning Bug, would have been filed away in the archives in case somebody needed to research it later or uh you know figure out what Raul was working on in case they could use it to build another project and then Raul was reassigned right Niv gave him some other stuff to work on but this new information means that he 
either has been working on it himself in private or it was never really canceled. There might be a conspiracy that was like, yeah, we're going to cancel it. It's definitely done. Go work on it in secret, right? So the archives could be a place to, to, to look to figure that out. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to go to the archives. I want to see, um, I want to do that scene in War Games where uh, Matthew Broderick is just, you know, going through all the files, starting with tic-tac-toe and working his way down uh, through the system by finding out um, the people that were working on the project and kind of like cross-referencing, okay, well, this person worked on the project and now they're working on this. There's got to be people that are are either working on similar things or maybe have a blank on where they are right now and what they're doing. So I want to try to track it down that way. Okay. Paperwork guys. Yeah. That's what I, that's, that's how I want to spend the first half of Jake's spell. <laughs> Sorting through archival paperwork. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is, it is the, is it league? So, you know, it's, it, it's paperwork, but there's also like vacuum tubes and uh jacob's ladders yeah. everywhere for no reason so that's that's cool um yeah so you're gonna go uh you're gonna go to nivix which is the the headquarters of the league and the main archive is uh the main archive is there um now i think yeah, I think we 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 fade in then on Winnegar walking through the archives of um of Nivix and your um again, imagine everything that the Is it League does, even when they're organized, to be a little a little bit chaotic. Um so probably you were given a um like a homing um some kind of homing beacon and then set free in the archives. And so instead of there being a bunch of orderly shelves, there are places where it looks almost more like a like somewhere between a storage wars unit and a uh, oh. and like a museum, and that there are random piles of stuff. But then the piles of stuff will have a cordon around them, and then a little tag that says what exactly this pile of stuff was. Oh, um, I like that. And so you're wandering this this essentially this like warehouse with a um uh, with a, a device that is supposed to home you in on the the tag for uh, for Project Lightning Bug and. So you're, you know, you're walking through this, this mass archive. Um, there's sort of shadows all around you. You can see little, um, little lights kind of in the distance of other researchers looking for stuff. Uh, maybe you walk by uh, a group of, you walk by an is it funeral, which is a bunch of scientists basically um, like putting away a project that failed. So there's a team, <laughs> there's a team and they're standing in a semicircle and one of them is standing on a little box and he's basically reading a memorial, right? And he's like, our project set out to find out if we could turn water into pudding, and we failed. <laughs> we must accept our failures in life. And all the others are nodding, and one of the scientists is, like, dabbing at her eyes with a, a little, like, handkerchief, <laughs> like she's sad about the pudding project. Uh, and maybe one of them spots you walking by and gives you a little wave, like, hey, Winnegar. Um, and you continue deep into, deep into these archives until eventually... Uh, you find yourself uh, standing outside a, uh, a room. You find your way to the edge of one of the walls of this warehouse. And uh, there are doors running as far as you can see on this walls in, in both directions. Right, Just this massive concrete wall with doors all the way along it. And you reach uh, Project 1015. And it says uh, on the little placard, uh, Project Lightning Bug. And there's a door. And you have the key. Somebody gave you a key up at the, the desk to go and have a look. Uh... Can I take a look around real quick before I enter and see if anyone's looking at me or yeah 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 uh, make, make a uh, make a noise. perception check 
Hot damn. So perceptive. Yeah. Well done. So perceptive. Um, mm. Big old Nat 20. Yeah, yeah, Nashville 20. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, NPR Masood, uh, for the uh, for the I appreciate that, Again, Masood. I did not I did not have my uh roll 20 window up. So uh-huh. I was like, man, I hope that was good. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice to have a player that always remembers to read out the roles, both for the podcast audience and for TK. <laughs> okay, so you're looking around to see if anybody's like following or or watching you. Um I think anybody who would know to keep an eye on this place would be would be busy. Um, no, you know what? Here's here's this is it's the Is It League. So you look around, and this is this is where the the soundtrack would be like slightly ominous, but more like playful, like sort of pizzicato, like strings, kind of the the what a cartoon soundtrack sounds like when somebody is sneaking. Uh, yeah, and you look, you look, and you see, you see something, and we hear a little like uh, gears turning and like a metal clicking sound. Uh, and you, you look, and something that's been follow, something that's been following you dips behind one of the boxes that's that's nearby. You just see like the edge of like a glint of metal, and something disappears behind a box. Uh, yeah, I wanna, I'm gonna go run around and and find them and straight to that box. Okay, and be and- like. And so what is, what is this? Like? Do you just like run over? Like they basically, whatever it is that's been following you, you turn around and it, it does that thing where it like hides behind the box, but you notice it kind of dip there. Or do you I'm gonna, jump around I'm gonna the corner and try to surprise it or? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to go around. If it's like a group of boxes, I'm going to try to go around to the other side while they're not looking. And I, and like tap their shoulder. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why are you following me? Okay. All right. Um, Make a make a stealth roll. So stealthy. Yeah. All right. Up, 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 up. <laughs> uh, Masood, would you like to? You got another uh, eighteen plus two. That's a twenty on the board. <laughs> it's like golf announcer. I was about to say it's a it's a <laughs> long par five here at Nivix. <laughs> Uh, it's a lovely Beautiful. spring day. Beautiful sunny day. <laughs> All right, so uh, so Winninger, you uh, you you sneak around the other side, and we we get that sort of cartoonish, like you come around the side of the box, and they're peering around looking for you on the other side. It's actually uh, it's an automaton of some kind. Um, it's basically the the size and shape of a hand lantern, a little squat like iron little box, and it's got uh, a set of four metal like brass legs, little spider legs that's walking on. Uh, and on the front of it, there's some kind of like lens and it's, it's currently leaned out looking where you were and you come around the other side of the box and you see it, you see it there. Uh, are these sentient? Do I know if like, these are like, um, or are they, it, they not, they're usually, they're usually either totally, uh, totally non sentient and somebody's like remote controlling it or they're semi sentient in the sense that it's like, it's a little homunculus. You can be told basic things like follow Winnegar or keep an eye on the door. And if anybody looks like, you know, watch them or whatever. So it's a little sentry creature. Oh, so as soon as uh, I uh, see him. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, yeah. As soon as I see him, mm-hmm. I'm going to like duck uh behind the box again so like i went around the corner to see him I, i'm like ooh, and then i just go yeah back. so uh, you're 
You're on opposite sides of the of the box now. If this is the box, it's here. <laughs> and you're okay. like you're uh you're over here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh I wanna cast uh invisibility uh-huh. uh on myself and kind of like see what he does. Um yeah, see what he does, like if he goes away or if he's watching the door or is he waiting for me? Uh because to him, like I might have just disappeared or yeah. went someplace else. Okay. All right. So you wanna you cast invisibility. Yeah. And the um yeah, and the 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 thing I think it it notices the sound of the spell and comes over to investigate. Do you just stand out in the open and let it like look at where you would be or are you still trying to hide? Yeah, I'm still trying to hide. Okay, all right. So yeah, it hears you casting the spell and kind of like pops up and then skitters around to come look where you are. Uh, you you dodge around the corner. It basically just walks around the. If you go ahead of it, it just walks around the box looking for you, and then it makes kind of a sad R two D two noise, uh, <laughs> like a low whistle, like like uh oh, I'm gonna be in trouble kind of noise. Yeah. yeah, and then uh and then like kind of looks around as if I'm I'm envisioning this thing has about the same amount of personality as the Pixar lamp. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like that's that's about as much like it, it makes little squeaking noises and like moves around, but it's yeah, it's like an animated um inanimate object. And so it goes looking for you and it can't find you, it gets disappointed, and then I think um probably climbs back up on top of uh one of the boxes nearby, and then you see it pull its legs in and kind of just go limp and fall over, and it just looks like a piece of junk now, but it's pointed oh. at the door. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um Ooh. This is a tough one. Was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just goes into standby mode and it's it's lens. We look up at it and we can see the lens reflecting the door, so it's just laying there looking at it. Oh, okay. How do I want to play this now? Um, and this is like a big ass door, right? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. So I'm these, thinking. I mean, these doors would be like uh warehouse doors, right? So that they would be big enough to put like big projects in. So it would be like a big metal door on a runner. And then you have a key to unlock the lock and then pull it open. Like I said, like a storage locker, basically one of those big metal sliding doors. I guess it's like, oh. Gotcha. Um, would I be able to dimension door into it? Like, into that spot? Uh, you have to be able, I think, to see where you are going. Other than that, it's within five, uh, 500 feet, I think. So. Yeah. Like, you can visualize. So I guess I haven't seen it before. Yeah. So I wouldn't yeah, let's, I mean, let's know take, what I'm visualizing. Let's take a look. Let me get dimension door. Yeah. Right um the teleportation hmm. spells are almost always they almost always start as like you have to be able to see it and then you jump to that place uh and yeah. then later they're like you can take a risk if you've never seen it but you might end up in a, in a wall uh, oh, okay <laughs> so yeah it can be a place you can see when you can visualize or when you can describe by stating distance and direction uh you can bring along objects as long as their weight doesn't exceed what you can carry you can bring one willing creature if you would arrive in a place already occupied by an object or creature, you and any creature with you take 46 damage and the spell <laughs> fails to teleport you. So <laughs> you you're looking at a door and if you're like, I would die in a walk. 
Yeah, if you're, yeah, if you're like, I'm gonna this. Yeah, and this is a sad end to Winnegar, merged with a wall somewhere, like the Philadelphia experiment. Um, yeah, so you could theoretically say, okay, I'm gonna guess five feet on the other side of the door, but if there's like a piano up against the other side of the door, you just merge yeah. with the piano. <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay. I could see this little guy though, right? Uh yeah, 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 cuz he's he's up on basically the box you were running around. He's climbed up onto it and then laid down and then gone into standby. And if you you peek, you can see the back cuz like I say, he looks just look like looks like a lantern uh if he's lying still. God, I don't want to break this guy. Uh I'm going to try to open I'm just going to open up the door. I'm in I'm invisible. I'm going to keep my invisibility and I'm going to try to open. I have the key, right? Do I have the key to the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it yeah. from you got it from the, the archivist upstairs. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I don't want to break this guy because that makes me look guilty. Uh, <laughs> okay. But if so I'm just you uh so you walk over and we see we see this from the fisheye perspective, the slightly scratched fisheye perspective of the automaton, right? So yeah. uh we we see I mean we know where Winnegar is walking, right? We cut and we cut from that when Winnegar disappears. And then we hear the rattling of the of the lock and the there's a little like beeping kind of whirring sound as the thing like sits up and alert and looks and it zooms in. The lens like changes and we see it zoom in as uh, as you you open the lock and we see the lock open, but no, no vinegar. We don't see the key because you're holding it in your hand. Uh, so it opens and then the door just starts to slide open on its own. And uh, this obviously confuses the little the little um, automaton. It climbs down and comes like skittering over towards you to investigate. Um, I, I want to like, uh, is it next to me yet, or is no, it no? Like, it's just moving it's, along. It's moving along the floor towards you. Okay. Um, I'm going. Oh God, this is so hard because I want to destroy this little thing so. Bad. Yes. Yeah. You could just wait. It's coming towards you. You just wait and then just punted into space if you wanted to or whatever but yeah uh it can't see you though it doesn't it's not looking at you it just comes so it comes over and it looks yeah. up at the door which is now open and it, it looks kind of right where you were standing and like looks around but it's obviously and it's making again like communicating with r2d to know it just makes this kind of like what's going on sound like looking around trying to find yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to break it when it gets here yeah okay like, how, how do you yeah. want to do that Oh God, I feel bad because I'm picturing like I'm picturing like Wally, basically. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah, like, <laughs> same. Just, so like, just anthropomorphic enough that killing it's, yeah. it's and you know, you know, when it dies, it's gonna make a very sad noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to, uh, yeah, just try to rip its head off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really have a head. It's just a little metal well, box with legs. Yeah. So. The, the, the top part. Now I'm not gonna mess with the leg part. I'm gonna try to get its brain. Um, yeah, it's and pretty break much. It. It's pretty much just shaped like kind of like this, and then it's got little legs that come off of it, and it's got a big round eye in the front. Oh, okay, like a spidery. Yeah, yeah, like a little. Yeah, a little. It's a lantern with legs, basically. Yeah, I'm gonna try to break its uh its lens then, so at least can't see. Okay, and um, how do, how do you do that? Um. Oh God. Uh, I'm just gonna, uh, pick it up and like smash it like 
face down, like on the ground. So like the lens is just hitting like straight down like this. Like, like it's a, like it's a child or something. Like, you know, just something really, like, <laughs> like I'm just going to pick it up and I'm going to think about how I never wanted it and I'm going to shake it really you know, hard. Yeah, because like the head is bigger than its limbs. It just reminds me of something. Yeah, you see, I don't know. I feel great though. I you, feel you, fucking great. You look, around, you look around and you see, you see a really hungry looking dingo standing next to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to try right. to break a, break its lens basically into the ground or on a rock or something. Okay. So make a, um, make an attack roll. You have advantage. Um, and it'll be basically like an unarmed, unarmed attack roll to grab it, right? Pick it up off the ground. Okay. Um, where do, what do I click on in roll 20 for that? Uh, so let me take a, let me take a look. So the character sheets, I don't think they auto populate your unarmed attack unless you're a monk. Um, so it's just going to be your strength bonus plus your proficiency bonus, uh, plus a d20 roll. Okay. So you can just um, yeah, just do it manually. You can just slash R D twenty plus. D twenty plus. And then for you it'll be three. It'll just be plus three. But you have advantage, so you get to roll twice. Okay, so whatever this is, plus three. Okay, so a nine or roll again. You might do better than that. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> One. Good. <laughs> Mmm, okay. that feeling when you have advantage and you only get a six. Uh, okay, so you lunge for it, um, and it, uh, I guess it hears you or or notices, like, suddenly it, it tenses up and it skitters out of the way, and it looks almost accusingly in your direction, but also a little panicky, like it's swiveling back and forth looking for, like, something happened, what's going on, danger, and I think it's its eye turns, the little eye, like, turns red, uh, and it kind of, like, perks up, and it knows something's up. Maybe it turns, like, amber, turns yellow. Let's make it an animated talk, uh, stop sign. It turns amber and kind of like looks around like, uh oh, something's going on. And it's it's kind of like skittering back and forth a little bit, like nervously. Um, but you're still invisible, so it doesn't know what's going on. It just like tensed up because something doesn't add up here. I'm going to lean down and uh-huh. like try to flick a rock from the ground uh-huh. uh, into uh, like uh, the opposite direction of where I'm going. Oh, like get it to turn around, like as yeah, if there's something there. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. So you, it's not a, it's not a rock. Remember, this is the Is It League. So if there's any debris, it's oh, little yeah. brass gears. Um, oh, maybe vacuum, Steampunk. vacuum tubes uh, that that aren't <laughs> yeah. stuck in someone's hat. Um, yeah. So you you grab a little, <laughs> you grab a, a little gear off the floor and whip it into the darkness, and it it uh, makes a, a clanging sound, and the thing yeah perks up, spins around, looks in the other direction. What do you want to do? You can grab it now if you want to. Now you don't even have to roll yeah. it because it's not even paying attention to you. Yeah, I'm gonna grab it and try okay. to break it again. Yeah. So you you grab it and you it, it suddenly lifts up off the ground and we watch it because you're invisible. We watch its little legs like kicking and it's making this high pitched whining sound. Uh, and then you just smash smash it down and bring it down on the concrete floor. Okay. Yeah. There's a, a smashing sound of glass and and when you lift it up, little be- pieces of glass, little bits of glass like fall from the the front of it. And it's still wiggling its legs and like making noise, but now it can't see because the lens is broken. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna kick it in between those boxes. And <laughs> <head> inside. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, you you smash the glass and then you just punt it behind some garbage. Yeah, and it yeah it just sails like just <laughs> crashes over in the pile somewhere. Yeah, Wally. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go into the door. I'm gonna go check out check out this thing. I already got me killing Wally, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So you you come in and uh so inside one of these is it storage rooms, uh they're they're all basically the same in that it's a big concrete, big concrete box. In the center of the room, there are a bunch of uh, crates, a bunch of wooden crates, um, and they all have the uh, stenciled on the side. They have the red and blue kind of dragon of the Is It League. Um, you'd guess maybe there's like, I don't know, two dozen of these boxes uh, ranging in size from sort of footlocker to big enough you could drive a car into them. Um, so there's there's all these boxes sort of set up in the middle, and then next to you on the wall, hanging on a on a metal hook, there's a clipboard with an inventory of all of the uh, the items in the room. Okay, uh, I'm gonna get to work. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start like checking off the clipboard, like going through the clipboard and yep. seeing like what's in there, um, and if it's actually in there, if there's anything missing. Um, or yeah, I basically want to find anything missing and familiarize myself with like everything that's in here. I guess. Okay. Um, make a uh, make an investigation roll for me. I also want to close the door behind me. So yeah, sure. Going, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you pull the. Okay. <gasps> All right. So you got seven. Um. So looking at the inventory list, this is clearly uh both fairly advanced and also almost entirely out of your experience, right? Like the it's, it's got Raul's name on it. It's one of his projects, the the front page details, the intention of the project, uh, how long it ran the budget, all of that stuff, like all the paperwork that got it approved and that stuff's all legalese and mumbo jumbo. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, but when you get to the list of like stuff, inventory of project lightning bug, uh, none of it makes sense to you. And it's, it's just because it's above and outside of your expertise. Um, it's the kind of thing that, that, you know, Raul would take from you and be like, it's just very advanced. You don't understand. And then he would ex- explain in great detail all this stuff. But to you, it's, it's nonsense. Hyper advanced scientific nonsense, but nonsense nonetheless. Huh. I want to make a copy of this. So maybe I can talk to someone who does know about this on a, mm-hmm. on a later day. Um, how long would that take for me to, how big, how big of a clipboardy book manual? Oh, like how many, how many pages is this, this thing? Um, I mean, if you want to, if you want to just, the problem is you don't know what's important and what's not. So copying the, copying the whole thing. I mean, you have to do it by hand. Yeah. It'd take a while. Um, you could try to steal it, right? You could, you do that. You could do the, like, go into the library and rip the page out of the book and leave thing. But. Oh yeah. Let me do that. Yeah. I won't take the front cover. I won't take the back, you know, but I'll take, <laughs> I'll take some papes in the middle. Yeah. Uh, you just, you just loosen the, loosen the clip and just pull most of the papers out. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that. And tuck them into your bag. Okay. All right. Uh, and then I want to like kind of w- walk around, see if I, I don't know if I could piece anything together. Like what are they trying to do? What, you know, or what did I already do that? I, um, do I mean, with- you can't make sense of the the list, the inventory, but if you crack some of these boxes, you might be able to like get a hands on view of what's in there, what's going on. Yeah, I'm gonna crack some boxes. Okay, see what's up. All right. Um. So you just pick a box at random and and pop it open. I think so. At this okay. point, it sounds like I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It sounds like <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, just like best best thing you can do is maybe get a look at the material. So all right. So you you come over to a medium sized box. It's about like waist height. 
and uh, you you get a I don't know if you have a crowbar on you, but you find something to like wedge in oh, there. Oh, I do have a crowbar. There yeah, go. I figured. So you get out your crowbar and you you wedge the box open, and inside there's a bunch of hay, like packing material, right? Um, so you you kind of take the top layer of the hay off, and there's just more underneath. Dig in a little further. Keep digging. This is a big box of hay. There's nothing in it. Oh, uh, like there's like I put my crowbar in. I kind of like wiggle it around. around. There's no- it... nothing in okay, there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start popping open all these. Okay. <laughs> like right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So yeah, you you set to that. Uh, we cut back to the the warehouse, right? And we see a um, we see a a man in a a gray. Um, jumpsuit, uh, pushing a broom, and he's got uh, he's got like a, a can with some other, uh, like a mop and some other stuff in it behind him. He's a little cap on, and he, he's walking through this, this warehouse, and he he looks down and he he sees uh, a couple of pieces of broken glass, and he follow we follow the janitor's kind of gaze upwards, and we see kind of stumbling drunkenly this this now blinded automaton, and the uh, the janitor says uh, he's like oh. And what happened to you, little guy? And he, he walks over to it. And then we cut back to Winnegar. Um So Winnegar, you uh you've opened like three or four of these boxes now, big boxes, small boxes. They're all empty. The okay, manifest the, the yeah. manifest specifically <laughs> says what should be in these boxes, and there's nothing. They're all empty. Yeah, I'm gonna get the hell out of there then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really scary. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, so I want to like open the door and kind of like peek out. <laughs> yeah. You can get down low and pull it up yeah. a little bit and look underneath. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so you look up and you see, uh, you see the aforementioned janitor man, uh, walking towards you. Uh, you can't see that the door is, is open yet, but he's holding the little automaton and it's pointing accusingly like in, in the direction of the. Uh, of the unit that you're in. It's got its little, one of its little legs out and the janitor is talking to it. Like they're there. All right, we'll go take a look and see what's going on. And we see this guy coming over uh, towards it, but he hasn't seen that the, um, uh, the, the curtain has been, has been raised yet. Okay. Now I want a dimension door. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I, as far as I can on the other side, like somewhere between um, like, it sounds like, this part of the the warehouse was kind of empty-ish. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're um, in the so like don't don't underestimate the size of this this storage facility. It's very large and it's underground and it's multi-layered because oh, the only wow. the only thing that the is it have more of than successful projects is failures. Oh, failed. So oh, yeah, failed. there's for every for every one thing that you the is it league managed to do, there's like 15 rooms down here holding the stuff that failed on the way there. So yeah, this place is massive and labyrinthine and fairly easy to hide out in. There are, there are stories in the league of people coming down here and never returning. So you got lots of room to hide, but this guy's walking directly towards the the door. If you close it, you should be able to cast dimension door before, uh, before he gets close enough to hear you. Uh, Where are you dimension dooring to? Yeah. uh, To like the other side of him. Uh, like so, if he's walking towards me, I want to like, like basically jump over him. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then right. like, yeah, do that. Okay. 
Um, let me let me see. Obviously, there's no there's no stat block in Dungeons and Dragons for janitor. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Let's let's. I think a commoner is just has a ten and everything. So let's give him a plus one. I'm gonna roll to see if he notices uh, when you mm. when you do this. Um, but I don't know that he will. No, he only got a nine. So, uh, yeah, so he's walking towards you. There is a, a brief uh, sound of you casting the spell that he's like, no, oh, something's going on in there. And then you whoosh, disappear. You're behind him now. You see him walking up. It's very disorienting because now you're looking back at the way you came from. So you see that he walks over and he looks down and we see that he sees the lock is is open. Um, and uh, And he's like, ah, somebody forgot to lock this thing. And he, he crouches down, and there's no luck stat in Dungeons & Dragons. But if there was, this would be when Winnegar would have to roll it to see if this guy just goes, eh, and closes it and walks off, or if he investigates. Um, what could it be? But let me, I'm going to roll. I'm just going to roll a d6, and we'll, we'll see. Let's see. He's lazy. He's also suspicious. Let's say on a one or a two, he stays to investigate. Okay. That ah, there we go. All right. Today it's today it's more suspicious than lazy. So you see him crouch down, uh, and he he uh, he's muttering to himself. He's like, mm, "Broken sentry bot. We got a lock open. I got myself a mystery." And he, uh, <laughs> I got myself a mystery. I like him. I just want to follow the rest of the game. I want to yeah. follow the rest of the game. Follow this guy. I love him. <laughs> Looks like I got myself a mystery. Put yeah, the broom down. He just he just does that. He just does that. Like, yep, got myself a mystery. And he opens. He goes to open the uh, the storage container. Uh, you do you just watch? You just watch this happen. Heart pounding. God, yeah, I'm going to lock him inside this fucking storage Because <laughs> when's the next time someone's going to come down here? It, people get lost and die down here, so like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tor Torgor, Torgor kills people with a giant hammer and attack, uh, murders them with a knife. Winnegar, though, suffocation uh, over a long, <laughs> slow period of time. You're like the Sarlacc pit, Winnegar. So uh, okay, yeah. So you watch him. You watch him lift the lift the the thing up, and he sees he sees the boxes. He sees some packing material around. He's, he rubs his chin. He's like, curiouser and curiouser. Let's go take a look, little buddy. And he he walks inside, uh, and you hear him say like, "Oh boy, there's hay every place." And uh, yeah, and he just leaves the door kind of hanging partway open and walked in. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I'm gonna run up. Does he have the lock in his hand, or is he? No, no, he it's part, he just left it on the on the he thing. Just, yeah, I'm gonna run up, close the door before I <laughs> before I close no, the door. No. <laughs> yes. Do it. Gonna, before I close the door, I'm gonna say, "Clean up an aisle, you," and then. Close no. The door. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes. That fruit was on the ground, Carlos. It was on the ground. Do it. You never see the side of Winnegar just in like our day to day. Ready? It's just like the second Winnegar's yeah. alone. He's like, I'm I'm super happy. 
it's i can tell the moment that adam is like no you chose to do this and now you have to do all the work for it of course the lock is on the outside of the door of course this person trusts you you it's like you already said you killed him so kill him carl (laughs) exactly he's already dead so yeah yeah, i i am impressed i am impressed that that uh chat decided to highball it while winter was lowballing it so so while Carlos, you're making cleanup jokes, Chad is making cask of amontillado jokes. So nice, nice work, good job, Chad. Yeah. So you you yeah. run over and yeah you 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 slide up, you, you hit the thing, you grab it, slam it shut, and lock it. And on the inside, lock you it. yeah on the inside you hear uh, you hear oh oh hey what's what's going on? Is there somebody out there? And then you hear it, someone try to open it, and it like clicks against the lock, and he's like hey hey let me out of here. Oh, what's going on? Oh, enough's enough. That's enough fooling around. Come on. You just back away. I feel really bad. Finish uh, him. What's oh your alignment again? So <laughs> this is the part where Winnegar's like, all right, and then I back my car up and I put a hose <laughs> on the muffler and I just run it under the. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I spark a fire and all that hay. <laughs> So that's the thing. His alignment is always it's being challenged now. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Alignment shift. <laughs> I think he like shift, shift. pulls the thing down, locks it, stays down low for a second, listens to him bang on the thing. He doesn't. So he doesn't sound like he's he hasn't reached panic yet. He's, yeah. He's he's just, like, oh. just kind of like. Oh hey, what's happening out there? Like, oh, that's he thinks someone's playing a trick on him or something. Yeah, slips his like... wallet with his pictures of his family under the door. <laughs> Are you I coming to the down... dinner next week, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I stare down at the ground for a little bit. I hear him, and then I, I shrug. I, I sigh a little bit. I pick up a a Zeno on the floor, put it in my pocket and walk away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah do it. Excellent. I love, I love Winnegar's little fuck it moments. Like when he <laughs> screwed up, uh, Nerm's, uh, experiment. This is a good one. I'm yeah. Excited. So yeah. So Winnegar, you, uh, yeah, you, you, you turn to, you turn to walk away and the, the camera, we get a big long, like crane shot of, uh, first Winnegar holding the little like light and walking out into the darkness and then pulling back and just this little pool of light kind of walking away and the the vastness of the place. And this this shot would be designed to indicate this guy's never going to get found. Like nobody. Raiders, unless, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's yeah, exactly. Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark. Yeah. The end of Raiders it's of the Lost Bigger Ark. and yeah. bigger. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, he's this guy's gone forever. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. At least he's got a friend in there. That's right. Yeah. Him found. and this, this broken lamp bot. <laughs> There'll be oh, a really cool. sad moment where lamp bot runs out of batteries and he's like. It's his, it's his Wilson. Just like, it's his Wilson. Write this story, TK. <laughs> uh, or just he just becomes a villain, the janitor villain right. with the little with the little bot. He's gonna name this old lamp bot Wilson. It's gonna be so great. Uh, later, <laughs> later the two trash friends. <laughs> later, the two of them will come back and they'll have merged into one horrific revenge entity. Yeah, oh, God, have, yes. really yeah he fused gets... with lamp bot. <laughs> Eventually, he gets like so hungry that it's like the the shoestrings eating the shoestrings during the Revolutionary War. But he's like Chewing drinking like the little 
like drinking the little lamp bots oil and stuff. I mean, there's lots of hay <laughs> like, in here. You could. I'm so sorry. Like <laughs> twists its head off. The hydraulic fluid. Some sometime oh, nice. sometime in like a hundred years, someone's gonna come back down here, and the walls will all just be covered in like insane scribblings, <laughs> and like there's just a skeleton in a janitor's outfit. It's so bad. It's beautiful. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. He's made a wig it. out of hay and put it on the lamp bot. <laughs> it's like Swiss Army Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just starts uh, calling it Susan. What new, was this? Uh, what was this janitor's wife? name? I don't think we ever learned. We didn't. Wait. We didn't take time to learn his name. Oh man, I can't wait to see like his missing posters. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, like beloved and. Very oh, close yeah. to retirement. I think there's the like thing, 300 people at the funeral. It'll the thing be great. is, though, if you think about Ravnica in general and like the stuff that all of the various guilds get up to, the custodial crew for any given guild is like the most dangerous job. Like if you're cleaning up messes at the Is It League, chances are very good that you are going to get burned or electrocuted or you know frozen <laughs> or like you know it's same with Simic. Like think of all the biohazards that you have to deal with every day as a Simic janitor, like. I yeah, my lab. I, we got a we got a failed experiment. Can I get somebody to come out here and clean this up? Uh, I just love that Winnegar walked past a funeral on the way in. It was like that's not a funeral. I'll show you a fucking funeral. This place is a mausoleum for ideas and janitors. <laughs> I just I like the I I keep picturing him as like janitor. He wasn't a janitor like his entire life. He was actually re like he was a businessman and he retired and kind of like how like older people become like greeters at like Walmart and stuff like because they want to have something to do and he just like wanted to be around like all this cool stuff uh, and that's why he was so trusting because he oh didn't gosh. like know any better just yes like his granddaughter is and is it and he just came, yeah. he became oh, a janitor so he can be close to her so they can have lunch so they can have lunch <gasps> he's every gonna day. be late for lunch Normally. for the first time. Normally, she always brings a good granola. I have to work so hard to make NPCs worth caring about, but I like that you've already doomed this man, and now we're coming up with why that was an awful thing to do. <laughs> like, second, guys, what if, what if, like, what if he had just, what if he had just invented a cure for a terrible disease, and he was about to. <laughs> Tell everybody about it, but now he's dead and we'll never that. know. I don't care about <laughs> yeah, that. I don't care about that. I, just I care, care about I, him missing Karen's yes. pasta salad. Yeah. yeah. And it's not very good, but he, you know, she tries and like, that's what he needs to support her. And like, that's what he really mm -hmm. cares about. Just her smile. You know, and her smile reminds him so much of his daughter's smile. She passed away during childbirth. <laughs> of course. <so> like <laughs> and she makes like, what she does is before she makes croissants, she'll put like a little spread of Nutella in there and then little chopped up bananas and then rolls it up into a croissant and bakes those for him as a treat. The doc and the doctor says that day. he's not allowed, he has to watch his like blood sugar and all that. But you know what? Fuck it. What's life? Life has to be worth living, right? It like, does. <laughs> so, anyways, so, 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 so cut, cut, <laughs> no, fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, cut back then, right? Like life, life is worth living. Cut back to like his cart, and there's a little pudding can there that he was really looking forward to having as a snack, <laughs> and he's gonna starve to death just like ten feet away from a delicious pudding. Well, if there's actually, water in actually, there, he'll probably yeah, he'll die of dehydration first, so it's fine. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well. There you go. There we go. Tragic. Uh, so, yeah, so Winnegar, you have a, uh, a sheaf of papers that don't make any goddamn sense to you. Um, ironically, the first two people that come to mind who might be able to help you just decipher these, they're both dead. 
and it's your fault. So that's a bit of an embarrassing. <laughs> Is it my fault? Because Nerm definitely could have helped you decipher it, uh, and then Wenzel also was part of the project. So and both and of those are your. You fault. killed those. You both of those people. your own hand. Yes, one hundred percent. You. You killed fault. them. Yes, I remember that <laughs> I happening. That, I don't think that's how it went down. But, uh, uh, you just murdered a janitor, so drama mm. yeah. can the, do the weird things to your here. memory. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been in a role playing game where the entire cast just gaslights a player into believing <laughs> that I mean, they're he's the ones Demir that now. Like you're, you're chaotic evil, right? Like I know it must be a change your character sheet. You, I remember. I definitely remember you saying that you were chaotic <laughs> evil. <now. laughs> Alignment yeah. shift. Yeah, so do you uh do you stay in ostensibly you have an office somewhere in this uh in this this building in Nivix, um because you're a member of the league and I imagine you would have you at least have a desk somewhere. You haven't been to it in a while, but do you um do you yeah, wanna do you wanna stick there. around or do you wanna go somewhere else? Let's uh well who does who can Winnegar not trust, but who would he? Hmm. Did we figure what out what what lab, what laboratory what laboratory does Winnegar work in? Did we figure that out? I don't know. I don't think we ever explored that. Okay. Well, let's figure that out. Let's figure that out now. So the laboratories, the the Is it League is divided into unit labs, and each lab focuses on a different thing. So, uh. The Laboratory of Pyrology, uh, that's in Nivix. That's fire and heat and explosions. Um, Storms and Electricity is another another lab. The headquarters are in Nivix as well. Um, the Lightning Rod is here. There's also Metallurgy, uh, Alchemy, Orientation, which is like teleporting and spatial magic, uh, Mimeography, Continuism, which is uh, temporal magic, Arcane Geometry, Gravitational Inversion, and Plasma Dermatology. Uh, which is making weirds, uh, which are the is it experiment creatures? They're like is it um, elementals? Oh. Any of those sound like your your department? Hmm. Let me let me go off his character sheet. Let's see if what do you think makes the most sense? Um, yeah. Right. You could you could look at your spells, or you could just think about like yeah, because like I mean, it's it's research and and practical application, but it could be any of those. Like um, the fact that you keep doing stuff to make yourself invisible makes yeah like, mimeography seems maybe a thing because that's the let's do that, cause, studying the means of duplication yeah let's do that uh because he disguise self invisibility polymorph um that makes sense yeah i think so too yeah 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 okay cool all right um yeah, let me go over there all right cool yeah so uh you <laughs> And I, I think I think this is the thing where you're you're going back to the office. You haven't been here in a long time. And the yeah. department, the the laboratory of mimeography, uh, as you can imagine, again, like a little bit Acme Labs. Like you you go there and you know, we see a person uh talking to an exact copy of themselves, right? Uh the break room is uh is like like everything here is there's there's copies of it, because that's the whole point of the the department, right? So you uh, you see like a new intern having uh, having their desk made for them by a uh, like a magic three D printer and um, you know there's a bunch of people and yeah we see lots of people uh, as you walk into the department lots of people give you a little wave and they're like hey Winninger, long time and like 
you know, you're 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 back amongst your peers, and we've never seen that in the uh, in the show. So, do you have your own? Do you have your own office, or do you have a desk in a communal workspace? Like I'm envisioning a cartoonish like maker space, basically. So, you know, lots of miscellaneous objects around, people running experiments, uh, some side rooms with like containment fields. But uh, for the most part, it's a pretty whimsical department in a pretty whimsical guild. So. Yeah, I think uh, Winnegar's space is um, a lot smaller than everyone else's. Mm -hmm. uh, it is probably closer to um, a closet um, <laughs> <laughs> where, where, like, the door hits the desk when he opens it up and he has to, like, squeeze in and, like, move it like that. Um on the on the door on the door on the outside, you can still see the word supply closet, but it, the paint's been removed. But it's just the ghost yeah. of the former words. Yeah, so you just yeah. like meh, open the door and come inside and close it. What is the what is the inside of Winnegar's uh, work closet look like? Um, I think there is a uh, a lot of um, God. What were those like paper dolls? Like uh, the um. Right, those are in paper dolls, right? I think those are what they're called, where you like can put clothes on them and like uh, yeah. change them. Yeah, but they're all vinegar, and like he worked, a, he <laughs> right, worked a okay. lot on like changing his own like features and ah, you know, stuff like, per like that. Personal personal reconfiguration protocols, yeah. and what have you? Okay, I think a lot of his research wasn't like for anyone else other than him, mm -hmm. uh, or he wasn't. I think at that time when he was really into it, he wasn't willing to risk other people other than himself uh, uh, for his yes. own, um, you know, experiments and stuff like that. So a lot of it is like that. Um, I want to say there is a uh, failed toy version of Winnegar, like, oh my God, on the shelf I somewhere. love the idea of there being like lots of little like action figures and dolls of yeah. various sizes <laughs> and like. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But, like mini versions. Like they're, they're, like if you turned it on, it would like sound like Winnegar, move like Winnegar. Winnegar is, like, is just JF Sebastian. That's very distressing. Sebastian, he's the know. he's the dude in Blade Runner where they go to his house and the little guy walks up and is like, "Good yeah. evening, JF." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's Except exactly that they're just little yeah. mini versions of you. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like having fun with it and like mimicking and stuff like that. So like he wasn't really taken seriously in his work i want to say that like people would like he was kind of like thought looked down upon his work was kind of looked down upon but people would like take a bunch of his like accomplishments and little ideas and apply it in a bigger way right like he's not a big picture thinker like oh how can i use this to conquer the world or make money or something oh like that's that. so it's like the, yeah. that that kind of weird innocence that sometimes some scientists have where it's like I've invented a way to do this thing. And everybody's like, cool. What's the purpose of that? And you're like, I don't know, but I can do it. And then someone's like, cool. I will make a bomb from that. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna just... Like dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, just like, how do we get, how do we get through this mountain? I know I invented this thing. And so yeah. it's like, oh, we can kill millions of people. Yeah, we learned like, how to oh. split the atom. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> what are we going to do with it? Bombs. Fucking kill bombs. Just people. Huge bombs. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so I think we're looking at like little, like, little mimics little like um little pieces of winninger all over the place disguises and different versions and stuff like that yeah 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 proto homunculi 
I like it. Okay. <laughs> so you, yeah, you walk in, you, you pull the little string and the, the bulb comes to life uh, and you, you shut the door behind you because otherwise the door takes up most of your office. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, what are you, what are you going to do? Um, I guess I want to like, God, I feel really bad. I want to go save that janitor. <laughs> Uh, I want to find him so like I I kind of the janitor is in the middle of building himself an Iron Man suit out of boxes. <laughs> hey buddy, how'd you get locked in here? This is so crazy. <laughs> well, this is so weird. Good thing I'm here to help you. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god, it's me, your savior, Winnegar, your best friend who saved you. I was down yeah. here working on a project and I just heard your screams of help and I thought somebody's got to do something. Yeah. It's like it's like that oh, Chuck Planning novel. It's like choke but backwards. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um god, I want to uh take out the paper and uh kind of figure out who else was involved like would I have that like who else is, was involved yes. in the project? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to start doing i want to start making my own list okay. start making my own list on the thing and my own notes until i can track down people that were involved and make sh- and cross them off the list that they that i can say like oh they're definitely not involved anymore or uh be i come across someone i can trust that can like actually read the um the inventory list yeah so. yeah yeah uh okay so uh as much as i would as much as i would love to give you a list of people there's only one name on here uh, this gotcha. project, this project belonged exclusively to Ral Zarek, uh, and uh, yeah, and he 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 ran it from the get go and then right into the ground. So yeah, it's 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 got his. Normally, he's the one approving projects, so it's got his. He's on the the list as the project coordinator, right? He's the one who is in charge. Um, he doesn't have a team. There's like an empty spot where he could write in like other members, but there just aren't any. Oh, uh, and yeah. then it has Niv Niv Mazette's like personal like stamp of approval on it. But the um, the closing document, the like this project is done. Uh, Niv doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, Ral himself was like, it's closed. It's hopeless. I'm not. There's nothing I can do. The the project. It was a, a bad hypothesis. It's over. Okay. Um, I'm gonna hide these documents. Okay. <laughs> in in uh my workspace somewhere. Okay. Uh, maybe put them inside one of the toys or something. Um, okay. and then, uh, God, I really want to save that janitor, guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. The the obvious like the obvious going going ham on the irony part would be you open the drawer. And in it is the card that the janitor gave you for your birthday this year because you remembered, even though nobody else in the office did. And it says yeah. like "Happy Birthday, Winnegar" on it. And it's and- been there a couple months, like <laughs> yeah, because I haven't been to work in a couple. Yeah, and months. you open it, and you don't even look at it. You just put the paperwork on top of it and close the drawer and lock it. <laughs> I like. I walk past the break room and I see his daughter, his uh, granddaughter, just like waiting, and I'm like looking at her watch. <laughs> yeah, the whole rest of Winnegar's day, if he leaves this place, is just going to be the world punishing him with ironic things. <laughs> like Winnegar just like goes in and like opens the refrigerator, sees the janitor's lunch, picks it up, takes it, leaves. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the real, call, I mean, the yeah. real, the real tragedy here, the real situation would be that Winnegar feels so racked with guilt that he starts using disguised self to pretend he's the janitor so he can have lunch with his granddaughter oh, God. <laughs> so no. that she doesn't think he's dead. No, I've already thought about that. <laughs> I've already thought like, about that. I have that. to quit the conspiracy. I have to pretend to be this 75 year old <laughs> man so that his family doesn't know I killed him. <laughs> and I like it. It's the worst Mrs. About, Doubtfire reboot that part. I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I'm no. gonna Mrs. Doubtfire this guy. <laughs> oh, amazing. Um, this is the happiest I've been in a long time. I know it's time. really great. It's a very dark opening for the episode. I'm glad that you did this for me. <laughs> um, have I have I actually? I've never in person met Rao, right? Uh, no, you have pretended to be him. Um, I mean, you've seen him at work, like uh, work events. You've seen him at work, like barbecues, maybe. Um, but he's too yeah. important for you to have a conversation with. Gotcha. Yeah, he did a he did a tour of your department once. Um, but you could tell he doesn't really he wasn't really like just like yes, I'm sure you're doing great work down here, everybody. And then he left. Okay, I want to talk to Ral. Yeah, I don't know how to do that though. I mean, you're you're in the building. His office is in here. Um. Huh. Disguise yourself as his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just swap it up. Carlos, I won't do it today because I'm broke. But if you disguise yourself as his boyfriend on the first when I get paid, I will Venmo you fifty dollars. <laughs> I know how he kisses too. <laughs> I know how he kisses. You have done. Extensive weird. research. The weird, the weird thing is, is if you, if you were to kiss Ral Zarek while you were disguised as his boyfriend Tomic, but you're trying to, like, it's you, and then you're trying to pretend to be somebody else, but the only experience you have is interacting with that person as the person you're trying to trick. So, like, Ral would be like, "This is weird. I'm. Are you trying to pretend to kiss like me? This is freaking <laughs> oh, me out. Yeah. How good would that be? That because Ral probably be into it. He'd probably be like, "Oh, you're right. It, it is a secret. Like you're Orzov. We can never be together." Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Do it. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what are you? What are you gonna do, Winnegar? You gonna? Oh God, I think I'm gonna disguise self just to get in the room, uh, and not be tracked and seen, so no one thinks anything is like weird. Okay. Um, so yeah. do we, do we see, do we see you? Um, I think, I think the, I think the, the, the camera moves, uh, on, uh, a woman at her desk <laughs> kind of dressed like Mad Men style. Uh -huh. And she's like typing on a typewriter. And when she looks up, like there's a man there and it's like, and, and like she recognizes him. And when the camera spins around, it's Ral's, <laughs> Ral's yeah, it's boyfriend. Tomic. Perfect. Yeah, it's Tomic like waiting, like, oh, like. Can I, can I just, can I just yeah, go yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, and so she she looks up from her overly complicated Neil Pert style steampunk typewriter, uh, <laughs> and she she flips the gears up from her face and puts her God. goggles back on her hat, uh, tightens her corset, and says, "Go on in." No, I yeah. So she she looks up, and there's there's a moment of her like of recognition, and then yeah, we cut to Tomic, and uh, yeah, I she would... she smiles, and she's like, "Yeah, he's." I would also like to say that when I go through the door, there's a squeaky wheel that sounds like 
uh, a janitor's cart and she perks up and she like fixes her blouse because she's in love with this janitor guy <laughs> and she's expecting him like her favorite part of her day is when he cleans the waste basket so she, she and- looks she looks wistfully over at the very full yeah. garbage can yeah she like and, and, and on some days she'll just like put more stuff yeah, so, so yeah. it stays a little yeah, bit the garbage can is mostly just crumpled up paper that she like <laughs> yeah. pretended like oops typo yeah well, they're actually all love notes that are written to him, but crumbled up, hoping one day he would so own I hope that he looks at it one day. Wow. <laughs> well, that's extremely tragic. Okay, cool. So we 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 hang on we hang on her at her typewriter. She watches as Tommy goes into uh, Ral's office, and uh, that is where we will take our break for now. Uh, so we're gonna take a short break. We'll come back, and we will see uh, what Road, Tack, and Torgor have been up to. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 